Okay, so finishing up the first parak in the Siv HaYisurim. So the Gemara that we were working on, and right away, just a heads up, we're going to be continuing this Gemara. This is the famous Gemara in Shas that discusses Yisurim afflictions. Brachas Dav Hei. So, Dav Hei Medal, Dav Hei with Base, entire Dav dealing with Yisurim. So, if you ever want to know the address where to go for because I'll discussing it, that's where that's where all the Gemaras are. Okay, so um, so we're continuing, and we had said earlier we proposed uh, not proposed two opinions of Amoraim that one was that Yisurim that involve uh, Bittel Torah cannot be Yisurim of Ahava afflictions that entail negation of a person's ability to learn Torah. A person can't learn Torah. Uh, say he has a really bad headache, he can't learn Torah. So one of the opinions that we saw was that cannot be afflictions of love. The other opinion was Yisurim that causes that a person cannot daven, cannot pray. That also, that was the other opinion, that cannot be afflictions of love. Does anybody remember for three points? Does anyone remember why those two opinions said that afflictions that negate a person's learning or afflictions that negate a person's Prayer cannot be afflictions of love. Oh, psh, three points. What? Who does? Ah, afflictions to raise you up. Right. So, and specifically, the way that a person connects to Hashem is through two ways. On the most basic level, is through prayer. That's like you know, to, the, to the extent that a person is alive. To the extent that a person is a. Um, physical being and has physical needs that's why prayer is called Chayisha it's, it's a, a person uh, has to approach the king and request uh, his life's needs basic needs so that is the basic way to connect to Hashem is through prayer and then the highway the really lofty way to connect to Hashem is through Talmud Torah, through the learning of Torah, that's through our, that's with our intellect. So prayers with our heart, Torah is with our intellect, prayer is the more basic connection to Hashem, and Torah is the loftier connection to Hashem. So one opinion says, if, 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 if these afflictions, which the whole point of afflictions, like Yosef said, afflictions of love, that is, is to bring a person closer to Hashem, so then, how can they be? How can it be that they're going to come and they're going to deprive me of my basic connection to Hashem, which is through prayer? Or the other person says, "No, that maybe could happen, but how can they come and deprive me of the greatest connection that I can have to Hashem, which is the learning of Torah?" That's what we said last week. Okay, came along Rabbi Yochanan. Came along Rabbi Yochanan and said. No, even this and that can both be afflictions of love because, uh, you know, I think the way we described it is that it's possible a little bit of a rubber band effect. Yes, you're going you're gonna to have a little bit of a setback, but because these, uh, these afflictions, in the end of the day, they diminish a person's physicality and they transform his body to be a proper vessel for receiving his spirituality, 
then it, it'll still he'll still end up overall on the you know much better off closer to Hashem and so that can still happen so ask the Gemara so if that's the case so what does the Pasuk mean again because we, we're, we're the opinion that was saying that it cannot be coming uh, uh, afflictions of love cannot be ones that negate a person from Torah, Torah learning was coming from the Pasuk of Right, that Ashrei Gever, Asher Tesreka, happy is the person that Hashem afflicts him, and from his Torah we learn. So the opinion that we mentioned earlier was saying it cannot be afflictions of love if it's negating your Torah learning means happy is the person Hashem afflicts him, but nonetheless we're going to still keep learning from the Torah. That that can't be. That cannot be afflictions of love. According to Rabbi Yochel, it can be. He's going to learn the Pasuk differently. He's going to learn the Pasuk that uh, it can be afflictions of love. So then what does the Pasuk say? Happy is the person that Hashem afflicts him. And from your Torah we learn. Says Rabbi Yochanan, Al Tikri, see I'm on the last, second to last source on the page. Al Tikri, tell him, Deno, Ella, now it means we learn it. Be happy the person that, that gets afflicted by Hashem, and we learn it from your Torah. Now we're going to continue learning your Torah, but and we learn it. The fact that afflictions are something that brings a person closer to Hashem, afflictions of love, that is. That is learned from the Torah. Where from the Torah is it learned? is learned as a Kalva Homer, I think it's called in English an a priori argument, right? What? What's it called? A fortiori, all right? Um, which, which means uh, how much more so argument, right? And how much more so argument is that a, if you have a evid, a servant, a slave, who belongs, we're not talking about a Jewish uh, indentured laborer who is only indentured for six years, talking about an Ebed Knani, a non-Jewish servant who is the property of his master and his children are be continuing to be the property of his master, etc. So, if, so the master is yes allowed to physically discipline his servant right but if he deprives him of any one of his limbs even a tooth he knocks out a, a tooth of his right hits him in the mouth knocks out his tooth we don't mean he's doing a, a dental uh, work knocked it out right or took out his eye says the Pasuk the other gets to go free so if uh, so, Rabbi Yochanan tells us that we learn out a Kalva Homer that if an Evid who loses a single limb, he gets to go out to freedom. 
so afflictions that they afflict the entire body a person is either impoverished or he's sick or you know, he has really bad things happening to him the entire person is in pain right so how much more so that that will also help liberate him from the from the shackles of physicality where he's uh, bound up with his body is going to help elevate him to a higher status okay, now at first sight this, uh, this argument seems very strange what does the one have to do with the other right uh, a servant going out to freedom is because you hurt him too much. You shouldn't have maybe. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. You you could discipline him. You can, you know, whip him you, uh, into shape, right? Um, but uh, but you're not allowed to cut off limbs of his. You're not allowed to break off limbs of his. You're not allowed to. That's uh, the Torah put a limb. You do that. That's it. You lose your rights. Seemingly, you lose your rights to to have to have a servant, right? What is that to do with with afflictions? What? So what? So it's comparing the, the freedom of the Evid to. We're not, we're not talking about learning. We're talking about that Yisurim elevate a person closer to Hashem. Yeah. So the the freedom of the Evid is used as a metaphor for Talmud Torah. We're not talking about Tabor Torah, we're talking about afflictions. That bring affl- afflictions of love, they bring a person closer to Hashem. You're learning it from an Evid. Right. So what does Tabor Torah have to do with it? Wasn't the whole point that, no. that we were saying no. Torah is a means of closeness no. to Hashem? And that's why the other person... That was the other way of reading the Pasuk. Put that to the side. That was last week. Now it's Rabbi Yochanan's turn to speak. Rabbi Yochanan is telling us to read the Pasuk differently. But didn't the Rav say that the whole idea was that there was a Yerida Litzor that you would come back stronger in your Litzor? Yes, it has to do now. Good, now take the learning of Torah, put it to the side. Okay. New discussion. Okay, how do we know that afflictions of love, a person is having terrible back pain, yeah? How do we know, and, and he's examine his ways, he's got no, he didn't do anything wrong that would fit that, and he has not made, had any brutal Torah, he's a very big master, he learns Torah whenever he's available, right? So, okay, got to chalk it up to afflictions of love, right? Great. Now, afflictions of love, how do we know they bring you closer to Hashem? Well, if knocking out a tooth of a servant sets him free, then certainly having that really bad back pain is going to bring you closer to Hashem. That's what Yochanan said. Understand? So, I mean, that seems like a bad argument because like when you... Like a what? That doesn't seem like a very good argument because like when you, like you have authority over your slave worker, however you want to call it, and if you hurt him too much, he gets to leave your authority. Right. Uh, if Hashem sends us a, an affliction, uh, we don't get to live uh, right. His authority. Right, seems to be totally a non sequitur, right? It's true, here's one limb and here's the whole body, 
but besides that, hard to see any other parallels over here. So we obviously you don't learn. He's not doing it out of love. He, he knocked out his tooth because he, he was really angry at him. So anything up to the tooth is affliction of love. Once it breaks that limit, he's making it grow. Once he breaks that limit and does something that won't grow back, that's already outside the box. Okay. And it goes free. So Fine. So I don't want to do that. But that's not a kavachomer. We're making a kavachomer. If, if there, like that. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Listen to the way to the drush. If over there, simply losing a tooth helps him to go out free, so how much more so the afflictions of love help a person get closer to Hashem? Meaning, the knocking out of the tooth is viewed as elevating the servant. So, sorry, that. So, yeah, he goes through. So, the, so a couple of things to understand about an effort. Okay. A couple of things to understand. Number one, an Evid, the Shlach Kodesh says, Evid is from a language of Ibud, the root. Evid, I am based out of the language of Ibud. Ibud, anybody know what Ibud Oros is? Tannery, right? Tannery, right? So meaning working the, the hides. Hide is an or, a hide. And Ibud Oros is working, like from a language of Avodah, Ibud, right? To work the hides. Now, when you work the hides, when you process the hides, what are you supposed to mean? So here, someone brings you, here, look, I killed this lion with my bare hands, right? Now, please, I'd like to put it as a rug in my in my uh, living room can you please uh, can you please process this for me what, what are you going to do what's the, what's the job does anybody have any experience working in a tannery well you guys anybody have experience working in a tannery oh yeah okay please To, like, we need to take the skin off. So we got yeah, the hide off. So they it's off. The hide off, right? Uh, so then they need to kind of like scrape all of the rest of the biomaterial from the uh, skin itself. Uh, then there's a process of, um, of uh, drying it, treating it, and uh, there are a couple different ways to do that. And then they, they let it sit for a while. Wow. Thank you, Arn. Perfect. Okay. So, in other words. We take a thing that is, you know, gooey, bloody, you know, icky, you know, uh, potentially going to get all stinky and everything, right? And it's very thick and coarse, right? We get to remove all the all that, you know, f- subcutaneous fat and all the, that vasculature and all that stuff that right? you want to scrape it off you put chemicals on it you you soak it you this you work it you work it you scrub it you scrub it and it th- you thinning it out you're removing all the physicality all the stuff that's going to make it rot i mean if you, if you just leave a hide unprocessed you know what's going to happen to it it's going to stick to high heaven right and you're going to have to throw it in the garbage right so but but if you work it it becomes leather, right? And see, I have these leather shoes over here that I'm wearing, right? Had them for a while. 
They don't smell even years. It's been years already. They don't smell. They don't rot anything. Right? How does that happen? Because you removed all the physicality out of it, and you're left with, I mean, to the point of parchment that a safer Torah is written on. Okay? Parchment that a safer Torah is written. Took a, a hide that was going to literally rot and stink. Right? Can you replace physicality? Because the hide is pretty physical, and just say the kishkas. Because that's the, that's the part that's going to rot. That's the part that's going to, you know, that you're removing. But I would say that nice plush, you know, Persian rug, that's pretty physical. Like, you're not getting a... Again, again, when we work the skins, right, you scrape off all the, you're scraping all the junk, you're, you're, you're thinning, you're thinning, you're thinning. That are stuck to the skin. Right. Right. So too, a person, an avid, starts off like that high. He starts off a very coarse, you know, flesh and blood type of a person. Right? You ever see like a, like an old person, their skin? It's like, it's thin and it's almost detached from the body. Right? Sometimes smell. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, but my point is, but my point is, almost to the point that you can see that like it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be too much need to process that. You know, understand? It's like almost already right, the physicality has worn away. Right, a, a young, you know, rosy-cheeked, plump uh, fellow. Right, he's filled with physicality. Right. <laughs> right, but 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 when a person ages, besides going white, a symbol of becoming more spiritual, but also the physicality thins out, and uh, you know, and, and really, uh, you know, that that's really what we're talking about. When you do ibud oros, you're looking to take to take all that physicality, remove it, just leave the you know the the the, the dried up skin. Right? That's Ibudoros. That's what the Shlok explains. So in other words, an Evid, why is person an Evid? Why is anybody an Evid? A servant. Answers, he's a servant because he's too much physical. He can't be a spiritual person with his own ideas, with his own understanding of the world and how to live. It's a, it's, it's a favor, it's a big, tremendous favor to the servant to be Underneath a master, now we don't mean, mean a, a, a terrible Russia master like uh, you know, like they had uh, in the in the Kunta Kinte movies, you know, with uh, with you know, with uh, in, in the in the slavery in America, right? Talking about a tzaddik, uh, a Jewish person who understands that you have to uh, you know treat people well, etc. I mean, an Evid Knani is keep mistress like a woman. So it's so he, he's obligated mitzvah. He's supposed to treat him properly and well. But and 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 so and as he's an avid to the master, that helps to refine and elevate him. That's of course the epitome of that is Eliezer, avid Knani of Avraham, right? Eliezer, the servant of Avraham, was you know even though he was a Knani, and he's somebody that really cannot have his own connection to spirituality, but through uh, being under Avraham, he's being processed, processed, and that, that helps him. To the, and now, says the Pasuk, this processing is all as long as the processing, a little bit similar to what you saw was saying. Processing is good, good. 
once you change his physicality to the point that you literally rip away a piece of his physicality, then already, that's it. He's, he's no longer an Evan. Someone who's missing a piece of his physicality, he's not so connected to the physical world anymore. Remember, the problem with the Evan is that he's, he's like a, 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 you know, a hide that's still unprocessed, that, that's still filled with all that fat and, 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 and blood and, 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 and uh, you know, sinews and things, right? And uh, the point is that here, if he loses a limb, he is no longer such a physical person. And that little tiny bit of separation from physicality is not to say he doesn't deserve to be an avid anymore. He's, he's pulled away. Says Rabbi Yochanan, we can learn from this halacha in the Torah, a kalvachomer to, to afflictions. That here you're talking about only one limb being lost. And, and it can help him to pull, pull away. So if a person has afflictions, a person has, his entire body is in pain, right? his entire being is, is suffering over something, so how much more so that has the ability to help a person pull away from the physicality, like we said last time, we've spoken about this already. You know, when everything is so good, when everything's so tasty and delicious, and lunch is always yummy, and your palate is popping with all the flavors, and you're in the jacuzzi all the time, and you know, whatever else is happening, right? So a person is stuck inside the physicality, and, and, and therefore you, even if you do all the mitzvahs right, you're a good boy, or whatever, but you can't really have that really high level connection. And the Rava established a question is that, is a more spiritual, whether a little or something that's deemed, uh, you know, uh, living a life of Torah and mitzvah and a real uh, tzaddik, that they are less connected in their own physical discomforts? That the physical discomforts help a person to be less connected to physicality. That's what we're saying. We're not establishing if uh, is a headache different for me than Rav Chaim Zikron Tzadik Lebracha. Now he's going to be more distracted. There's going to be more loss. Clearly, Rav Chaim having a headache. But I'm saying, is he less so because Yisurim Biyahavav? We're talking the physicality. You're ebbing away. You're they're tearing away. There are so many layers removed. From this world, anyways, of the physicality. So, yeah, so, so it's like so, so, they get a real. So we spoke about that in the in the first section. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, just I'll say it one sentence, but I don't want to get too derailed. I'll make sure to finish the prayer and start the next one. But uh, basically, we said that that there's d- three different layers of afflictions. There's afflictions for like the people that are still doing things that are wrong, and uh, you know, bad. Th- those afflictions are meant to redirect them to uh, as a tochacha and this high level higher level which is uh, afflictions of to to help refine the character and then there's the highest level afflictions is the of ahava which is for very big tzaddikim and that's to refine their body to help them transcend physicality to a higher place Wait, wait. I just I just said depends on who the person is. It, so it, it depends on what caused it, but you can't necessarily di- like differentiate based on the nature of the suffering. Now. Right. Correct. Okay. okay. That's what we spoke about last time. You you weren't here last week. I take it. Okay. Fine. That's uh, Rabbi Yochanan teaching us. Okay. Uh, the power of Yisurim Shalahava. Next.
Um, and next comes a, a curveball. This is uh, a going through, everything's wonderful, all of a sudden, telling this to your to your Chavruz, he says, what? What are you talking about? How can you tell me Yisrub Shalav are so wonderful and great? The same Gemara over there tells a story. Rabbi Yochanan, our, one of our main Rebbe's, and we actually will find out very soon why Rabbi Yochanan is one of the main Rebbe's about Yisurim. He's the one that's always teaching us about Yisurim. Uh, we're going to find out hopefully today why that is. Rabbi Yochanan was a tremendous Baal Yisurim. He had unbelievable Yisurim. He, did, he buried all ten of his sons. That was one of his Yisurim. Um, another one was that he had terrible migraines his entire life. He had to keep his head, head bandaged, always, etc. He would uh, take off his... He, he would be able to put on tefillin only, only twice a year. He would put on tefillin uh, and then just to unwrap his head to be able to put on tefillin and he would have like headaches for weeks on end after that. Twice a year. He would do it, yeah. Definitely, he did not wrap during home one. Sure. Yeah, that 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 Alecha Yisurim, are these afflictions beloved to you? Now, what did we learn before? Anybody remember? Persons having afflictions of love, they have to be accepted with love. So, so uh, Rabbi Hanina asked them, are these afflictions beloved to you? Bensi, what do you think Rabbi Yochan responded? Ah, oh, he's such a tzaddik. Yosef, what do you think Rabbi Yochan responded? Yeah, maybe not. Oh, such a sadic. Josh? I feel like there's only one other episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Amar Lei. Rabbi Yochan said back to him, Lohem Velos Charem. Not them and not their reward. Amar Lei. So then, uh, Rabbi Hanina said to him, Havli Yadacha, give me your hand. Yahavli Yadacha, so Yerbi Yochanan extended his hand to him. He took his hand, and he stood him up. He helped him to stand up out of his sick bed. In other words, he healed him. Okay, so. Gives you the right, buddy. What? What gives you the right to take away his serve? Well, he told him he doesn't want them. What? Then he's under duress. I mean, you could ask that question about every doctor, though. I That's when the Rambam says they're all going to get That's not why. They have to be in a certain All right. So. Uh, so the question is, why is Rabbi Yochanan saying this, right? That's the big question, right? Ben C, and therefore what? He can't think straight? Or what? He's in pain. Right? I, I thought that would be the answer. 
But Hashem is giving him this tremendous opportunity over here. And therefore what? He's in pain. Just speak it out. You're just saying the same thing. You give me a little bit more. I, I would have to agree, like, whether I don't know, physical pain or like spiritual pain. Like, uh, your perspective is very different, but like, if something bad happened and you're feeling horribly depressed. You have a completely different perspective on it rather than a year later when you had time to heal, then you can like look back at it and. But yeah, I want to remind you, guys, I, I want to remind you. The same Gemara earlier told us, right? That a person who is having Yisum Shal Ahava should accept them with love. So, so, uh, it doesn't say that he was sick. It says he was weak. So, you don't want to say that like Yisum Shal Ahava is that he would end up like Eeyo and fail. Wait, did you, wait, did you, did you pick a head in the morale? In other words, in other words, we said this last time. First of all, number one, you have to remember something. What already happened, that you have to accept. And you have to accept it with love and you have to say, wow, Hashem just did a knee surgery. You just cut out a really bad tumor from me. That was incredible. I'm so grateful. So I can't see you hiding all that. Here, scoot this way. Okay. Okay? But the, first of all, but it doesn't mean that a person has to want the next dose. Not necessarily clear if you have to receive the next dose. It hasn't happened yet. Now, person might still say, yeah, but if you're a very big tzaddik, and you know you will be open of all, taught us that you soon shall have a Elevate the person so much, right? And Rabbi Yochanan has already, you know, lost, you know, buried all ten of his sons, and he's been having these terrible headaches his whole life, and all these issues that he's been having, he was nearly blind, right? So, and he's accepted seemingly, he's accepted all of it with love. So go for it. You're like this is uh, this is like your opportunity to triple your, you know, this is the bonus round over here. You, you, you get the triple, all donations are tripled, right? As is, yeah. But with everyone that comes, it's a challenge. Now, Rabbi Yochanan was a very big tzaddik. But who knows, maybe the next one is going to come, it's going to be too much, it's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe it's going to be too much for me, and Chasr Shalom, I'll end up resenting, resenting Hashem. So be, it's better, better to say, I'm so concerned, I'm so afraid like, uh, for that loss, I'd rather pass up on the reward if I can, if I have that option, right? I mean, it was um, luckily for him that, uh, you know, that uh, Rabbi Hanina came, right? I mean, if Rabbi Hanina wouldn't have come, Rabbi Yochanan would have done his absolute best to accept those you swim and to grow from that. But being Rabbi Hanina was there, Rabbi Hanina has the power to heal him. So Rabbi Yochanan said, I prefer to pass up on the, you know, triple uh, X, three X bonus round and just take my, take my winnings and, uh, and get back to learning. 
You understand? Oh, like yeah, but, but that retroactively, if he had gotten to that stage and then on the, this next one, that retroactively goes back on everything else? Not sure, it? but either way, it's really bad. Uh, I don't know if this is worth the time, but is it easily established that if a person says it's a Biyahaba and a person really is trying, like, Sadaka, you're broke, but you're trying to get Sadaka. You don't love giving money because you know you feel a little broke, but you're going to get smart and you're going to keep working towards it. But if you're accepting and saying Biyahaba and you're really trying to say, oh, thank you for doing certain, like, and you're really, but it's not real. Is that doesn't help. Is it going to help because there's no foundation? It has to be real. No, but I'm saying, so potentially, not to say, <laughs> you know, Yochanan's not being real, but there's a pain of losing a child. There is a, you could be in love nope. with a yeah, Hello, child, well, very, very important, very important. Listen, listen, listen. Very important. When it comes to accepting the afflictions with love, no one is saying to accept them as a kiss. No one is saying to pretend that this, that this, like, oh, this was actually, this actually felt really good. Ooh, saying, oh, it's can, amazing. Thing. Can I get another one, right? Like, no, of course it hurts, but you're saying that this pain, right, just like a person, you know, has, has a surgery and, and, and the doctor has to cut something out, right? It hurts a lot, but you understand that it was good for you. That's the difference. So I thought the end goal is uh, the Rob was going to say, but it's more so than the actual cutting out of it is the one who's doing the cutting or orchestrating it. Yeah. Is that the Rabbi Shalom who's really, uh, you know, uh, is that you're really so joyous that Coach Barhu is the one that's giving you the pot? No, you're yeah, so joyous, you're yeah, so joyous. You're right. happy because yeah. therefore you say with love, we didn't say if you don't like the one who's giving it to you, then of course you're not going to be well, no, no one said you're, you're happy, we didn't say happy. He said you have to accept it with love. Means it means you have to understand that it's coming from a place of Hashem desiring a closeness with you, and and by you receiving this with that same love, mean you're receiving it desiring a closeness to Him. Hashem is giving you these afflictions, desiring closeness to you, and you accept it, desiring closeness to Him through this. That's what it means. How does Rabbi Yochanan know that he doesn't require further surgery? Uh, again, he, he's not saying that there wouldn't have been an extra benefit in having more, right? Again, it's uh, this is Yisurim Shalahava, like the Derech Hashem says, is a tremendously high level of getting incredible closeness to Hashem. But Rabbi Yochanan is just saying, I'd rather play it safe. Take my winnings and go home. I don't want to, you know, play double or nothing. He doesn't get to old Muhammad and realizes, oh, I, I really missed out. So, it, it, again, perhaps he would, but better that than Chas Shalom resent Hashem and end up like Yov. Right. So, first of all, two things to understand about that. First of all, I don't know. Maybe it's a good idea anyway. In, in uh, take your winnings and go home instead of playing double or nothing. Second of all. Second of all, Rabbi Yochan is not trying to maximize on his reward. He has such fear of chas shalom, saying one bad word about Hashem, he'd rather pass up on a hundred times the reward to not do that. How does that pertain to us then? Because I, I feel like it's totally un, unrelatable. Because every time like, a person is going to receive some type of Yisurim Affliction, yeah. Right, there's going to be like, Hashem, don't really like this. So I'm you don't like this or I don't like you? I feel like there's a. It's difficult to to remove the connection. 
to Hashem. So you have to work on it. That's very important. Saying, like, if, 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 if Chas Vishalom from Rabbi Yochanan's perspective, from anyone's perspective, say, if he's going to say anything negative about Hashem, and that's going to take away right. from, from him, right? all the more so than for us, because we're not on that Absolutely. level. Here he had a choice. He was given a choice that he could continue to suffer. Wait, 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 wait. Jose, Jose, what are we saying? You're saying that if a person receives afflictions, it's difficult, it's a challenge, it's difficult. <laughs> Because it tests a person's amunda. If his biggest concern, it tests a person's amunda. Right, if his biggest concern was that he's going to say something negative about Hashem, right? I feel like we all would certainly without Easter, right? <laughs> right, it's true. All, we would certainly have a much more difficult uh, time saying something negative about Hashem. So, good news for you is that usually Hashem only tests people to the level they can withstand it. Uh, there's. Uh, Incredible. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to think about. Rabbi Yochanan was a long time ago. He buried his ten sons. We say it, and we move on, right? But Chidusharim, right? The one of the great, greatest, one of the greatest Hasidic rabbis ever, right? And he buried all thirteen of his children. And he only had one grandchild. Which was a Svasamis. But, uh, but the point is, can you imagine? And, and he, the story, the story is that he, that he knew there was a kitruk against him for, for going to learn by his Rebbe, whatever it was. And every time he traveled to Pshisk, a tragedy would befall him. A child would die, the house would burn down, the wife would die, something would happen. And he nonetheless kept on going. And they asked him, like, how, why, why do you go? He said, because I know the truth is in Pshisk, and the truth has no price. So to be able to say such a thing is, uh, you, know, I, you have to be a malach, right? Okay, so that's not, so uh, Hashem tests each person on his level, but you're right. Afflictions is a very, is difficult. Uh, uh, that's, Something that when a person is having afflictions, it's a time to really be machazik oneself in the muna, to learn what we're talking about over here, and to understand that these are all processes that are good for me. These are all processes of elevating me, bringing me closer to Hashem. Does it make it easy? No, it doesn't make it easy. Does it make it scary? Yes, it's scary. And if a person has an ability to avoid it, should you avoid it? Yeah, you should avoid it. But if it's happening already, if it's happening, then you have to try your best to accept it with, with love, to accept it, understanding this is a process that's going to bring me closer to Hashem, and I walk and, and I welcome that closeness. You're saying Hashem is giving us that still as an opportunity to work on our ability to not say something negative about Hashem. It's not only say, like like Moshe pointed out, it's not just say, Feeling. it's think or feel, yeah. right? It's not about eventually. It's not about eventually. It's 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 right there and then. It's at the time even. Right, feeling resentment, etc. I'm pointing out. I'm pointing out that it's not that it actually has to be accepted with love. It's not. Yeah. It's not enough. Even if a person theoretically could just keep on faking it and never actually say the bad words, right? Okay, he wouldn't. There's different levels of prohibitions, obviously. There's a, there's a concept of a mechara from God, of someone who's cursing out God, right? Chas v'shalom. That's a yeah, that's uh, that's like the uh, the the 
man whose mother was from the tribe of Don and father was an Egyptian who he had to be stoned to death, right? So that, that, was, a, that was a bad situation, right? Um, but so, but so obviously levels and levels and levels, right? Um, but yeah, the, the point is we're, we're talking about how does a person deal with a challenge? Yeshua of afflictions are a challenge. That's hopefully everybody understands that. And we're showing here that it's something that is dangerous, that's scary, that each person, when they feel they're being pushed to the very edge, Rabbi Yochanan felt he was already pretty far along, and, or maybe he thought there was still plenty of room. But still, you never know. And he didn't want to challenge. <coughs> you know, we don't ask for challenges. And if we, if we have ways to get out of challenges, we get out of the challenges. But if it's happening, then you have to stand up to the challenge. To the extent that you can. Okay? All right, chapter two.